Hello, word nerds. Welcome yet again to the dictionary. This is my podcast, also a YouTube show, because now it's on the YouTube. And just yesterday, I started making custom thumbnails. So when you see it on the YouTube, you could be like, oh, look at what this is. It's not just a random image of my face and me going, it's, there's text on, on it and everything. It tells you what, uh, what words are in that episode. Yay. All right, let's start with the first word in this episode. Oh, today is November 17th, 7.30 a.m. I have to turn off that feature on my watch. Uh, the first word is in sky. In sky, and sky, emphasize the sky. Let's emphasize the sky. We don't emphasize the sky enough. It's blue, usually, and sometimes it's cloudy, and sometimes, ooh, the sunrise, the sunset, it's all oranges and yellows and reds and purples and other colors. Yesterday morning, I saw a very nice sunrise. In sky, E-N-S-K-Y. This is a transitive verb from 1603. The synonym is exalt, E-X-A-L-T, as in, I hold you as a thing in skied and sainted. And that is a quote from Shakespeare. I hold you as a thing in skied and sainted. Exalt. So if we replace in skied with exalted, I, I don't know the exact definition, but I sort of think of that as being something, well, sainted. Like, I look up to you. You are great. You're awesome. Uh, I put you up on a pedestal. I think that's sort of a way. I'm putting you I'm putting you in the sky. That's what this is basically. I'm sending you to heaven. You're so great. You have been inskyed by me and everybody else. Um inskyed. Yeah. Definitely not one uh, a word that I have heard of uh, that I use. Um is this one of those words that Shakespeare invented? Do we only have context in Shakespeare times for this word? And then did it turn into exalted, exalt, or is that just another, it's just, is it just a synonym? I don't know. There's no etymology. Makes me very sad. In sky. Hmm. Such, such odd words. Uh, okay. Beep, boop, beep, boop. That's the sound effect today. The next word is not a good word. Uh, it's enslave, similar to one we had yesterday in the previous episode in surf. Enslave is a transitive verb from 1628. I feel like I, th I feel like people were enslaving people well before 1628. We just didn't have it in English. Um, the, uh, the the pyramids were made by slaves, and those were thousands of years ago. Um, of other, other the the Great Wall of China was made by I don't know if they you would call them slaves, were were the pyramids built by slaves? Let's let's do a look quick a quick look. Were that's not that word. Were pyramids built by slaves? It auto filled. Uh, according to noted archaeologists Mark and Zahi, the pyramids were not built by slaves. Uh, paid laborers. Okay, my mistake. I questioned that, and I'm glad that I looked that up and I fixed it. Uh, okay, let's move on to the actual definition of enslave. 
to reduce to or as if to slavery. Uh, the synonym is subjugate. Enslavement is a noun, and enslaver is also a noun, a different kind of noun. Um, so, to reduce to slavery or something like slavery, as if it's slavery. Um, last night, um, I think I mentioned, my wife and I have been watching The Golden Girls. We hadn't watched it since we were kids. And so it's a very, you know, they, they deal with some interesting topics. Like there was one about immigration. Um, so yeah, they deal with stuff like this. They were, they were big, important topics for the 80s, and they is oftentimes are still big, important topics today basically 40 years ago, or 40 years later. Um, and so one of the episodes, uh, Rose said, I will be your slave for a week. She didn't use the word slave, but that's the connection that I'm making. She had some silly sort of Swedish word for it, um, where I will do everything for you for a week. Um, and so that's how I made that connection. Um, so, in you know, in, in some form, uh, Rose... Rose Nyland was um, enslaved by her own doing. She offered this up because she lost uh, Blanche's earrings. This is important stuff that we need to talk about. Um, but that is the lowest level of enslavement. Uh, you know, clearly, we're not going to get into the whole topic of slavery, but there have there are many worse contexts of slavery than Rose having to be Blanche's Vivan Groovan. I don't remember the word, but it was close to that. Okay. I, how do you go from enslaving? Well, maybe you go to beep boop beep boop, ensnare. Kind of similar in some ways. Uh, this is a transitive verb from 1576. To take in or as if in a snare. Um, you could just take these definitions and you can replace just one or two words and they're 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 similar but different. Um, the synonym is the word catch. Uh, and so, you know, usually we're probably using this in the context of hunting, ensnaring a fish, a rabbit, a squirrel, a bear, something like that, a dragon. Can you ensnare a dragon? Um, I don't approve of any of those uses, uh, but but yes, uh, though that's typically how we think of this word. Um, ensnare, I'm going to ensnare your heart. Ooh, I turned it around. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Next is ensnarl. This is a transitive verb from the 15th century, and it is to involve in a snarl. To involve in a snarl. Well, okay, maybe I'm thinking of a different kind of snarl. I mean, I think of, uh, let's see, make an aggressive growl with bared teeth, actors. So, but wait, but these are these are the sounds, the the action of the with the with the teeth and stuff. But to involve in a snarl, in snarl, what's another definition for snarl? I don't get that one. I don't get it. Hmm. I'm trying to think. And my nose is still itchy. I don't know why. Beep boop beep boop. Next is insorcel. Insorcel. E-N-S-O-R-C-E-L-L -L, or just one L. Insorcel. 
transitive verb from uh, circa 1541. The synonyms are bewitch and enchant. Ooh, ensorcel. Ensorcel? Ensorcelment. Oh, a wonderful word. It's a wonderful word. Uh, that is a noun. So where does this word come from? Because I am not familiar with this at all. I know bewitching. I know enchanting. I know that I am both of those things. So can I also be ensorceling, which is a word? Uh, it is from, let's see, Old French, ensorcerer. Ooh, I see where this is coming from, which is from N plus sorcerer. This is Old French, and I don't know how the Old French spoke, or the modern French, for that matter. Uh, yeah, from sorcerer, which means sorcerer. Uh, and there's more at the word sorcery. So yeah, it's all about putting a spell on you, making you do things, hypnotize, any any one of those things, bewitching, enchanting, all that stuff, insorcel. But then why did it become insorcel opposed to insorcer? Ins couldn't it, shouldn't it be insorcer, insorcer? Why the L? What happened? What happened there? Um, well, the old French insorcerer became the middle French insorcelaire, so that's where the L is. But I, I don't know. I, it's all about the sorcery. I think we need to change this word. We also need to use this word. Nobody's using this word. When was the last time you heard somebody uh, say, I'm going to ensorcel you? Bring it back. Please, please. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Next is in soul. Yes, like like your soul, your being, your spirit. What is that? In soul, transitive verb from 1605. To endow or imbue with a soul. So that's not a thing that we can do as humans or any living thing here on earth. Um, Insolment is a noun. So... How, okay, here's an example of where you could use this word. If you are doing some animation or puppetry, you, it's, you are not literally, you're not literally uh, giving the thing a soul. You're not literally giving it, you're not insoling it, um, but you are giving it enough of a personality. Why don't I have a puppet here? I used to have a puppet here, and then I took it home. Um, you are, you are, uh, you are you are giving it such life, such personality that it's like you are giving it a soul. You are insoling it. Now I don't know if people are using this word very much, but that's that's a good place to use it. Uh, so yes, the animators, puppeteers, all those people in similar worlds like that, they are very good at insoling their their creations. Uh, I wish I were good. I I I maybe could do it but I never really did it a lot I didn't do the puppetry a lot I did a little bit of like stop motion animation um I do I do kind of want to bring a puppet on this show actually I have been thinking about that recently so I might I might do that um okay next word boop beep boop boop beep boop, boop, boop. in sphere transitive verb from 1612 to enclose in or as if in a sphere I want somebody to take, to find all of the words that we've had over the last, I don't know, 20 plus episodes and find all of them that are putting something inside of a thing. 
in case in sphere there's like i swear we've probably had 10 of them just just put it into a sphere la no las vegas has that new sphere thing which sounds looks crazy cool but weird um and so everybody everything that's happening inside of that sphere has been in sphered uh i have no spheres here I have no spheres here to put the, the thing. If I had a big old helmet that was a sphere, a perfect sphere, then I would have ensphered my head. Beep boop beep boop. Ensue. Verb from the 14th century starting with transitive. To strive to attain. And the synonym is pursue. Oh, pursue, ensue. Okay, so you are striving to attain a thing, to get a thing. What are we trying to get? We're trying to get fame. We're trying to get money. We're trying to get all the stuff. We're trying to get uh, driver's licenses. Uh, ensue. Mm, that's not exactly how I think of this word, but that's the transitive. We have an example. I wander seeking peace and ensuing it. And that is from uh, Robert Brooke. Wander seeking peace and ensuing it. So Robert was uh, trying to get some peace. That's another good thing that we are ensuing. We're pursuing it. Now, is there a connection? Is there an evolution from ensue to pursue or vice versa? Hmm. Um, Intransitive is to take place afterward or as a result. There is no quote for that one or example. So something that the result of a thing... What happens after a thing is to take place ensue. What what has ensued? When you do a thing, what what has ensued is the ensue, but this is a verb. So other than what has ensued, how do you use this in a sentence? Um, ensue. Uh, that, and it's weird because it's the thing that happens afterwards. So it's not a thing that's happening now. It's after. Hmm. But I mean, yes, I'm familiar with the phrase like what what has ensued? What what happened? What ensued? What ensued was when when Spencer finished recording this podcast today, what ensued was him doing his whole workday after that. That is what ensued. But uh okay, so the intransitive is what what happens later. The transitive is like what you're trying to get to a thing. You're like, you're trying to get to the the thing that's going to happen later, right? So it's this sort of, I don't know, my brain is like breaking a little bit on that. The one thing is you're you're trying to, you, you understand what I'm saying, right? I think you understand it. Um, it's the pre versus the post. That's, 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 yeah. Uh, so if you're ensuing a thing, then it will have ensued afterwards. Okay, got it. Uh, the, the word follow is a synonym. Following, following your bliss. Uh, this is from, let's see, the Anglo-French ensuivre, uh, which is from N plus suivre, which means to follow. And there's more at the word sue, S-U-E. So... You are following a thing, you're chasing after a thing, and then when you get it, then it's the thing that you followed. Okay. Beep boop boop beep boop beep boop. Next is 
ensuite. Yep, that's how you say it. Ensuite. Two words. First word, E-N. Second word, S-U-I-T-E. This is an adverb or an adjective from 1812. So as to form a suite. So as to form a suite. The uh, synonym is the word connected, as in bathroom en suite. That means the bathroom is connected to, well, it doesn't really say. It could be connected to anything, um, but usually it's connected to a bedroom. So you don't have to walk out into the hallway and then go share the bathroom with your dirty kids. No, you have your own bathroom. You have your master bedroom and your master bathroom that's en suite. It's connected to, so it's like you're making a suite. It's like a, it's like a, fancy, a fancy suite in a hotel, but it's in your house or wherever. I mean, it could be in a hotel. It could be in uh, something, anything, en suite. Also so as to make a matching set. What's that? I don't, I'm not familiar with that way to use this word. A matching set? You make a matching set that's en suite? Interesting. Now, it doesn't uh, give a specific etymology, but I think it's pretty clear. It's the word sweet. You're making a sweet. Um, what else was I going to say about this? Oh, uh, in my parents' house, the, the first floor bathroom is connected to the kitchen. It's a very weird place. Um, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who have this, but it's very odd to have the bathroom connected to the kitchen. And so, technically, I mean, I don't know if you can call a kitchen-bathroom combination a suite, I put in quotes, uh, but, um, you know, tech, they're connected. So, technically, the bathroom is en suite to the kitchen. Uh, someday, I would love to have an ensuite bathroom, and maybe maybe an ensuite kitchen too. Can I have a little kitchenette connected to my bedroom as well? That would be the the the, the sweetest of the sweets. Beep boop beep boop. Next is insure, e n s u r e. Isn't there some sort of uh, some sort of medication or something like if you're maybe having trouble with your digestive system, you have some insure. I, I feel like I've seen that in the stores. Uh, insure is a transitive verb from 1660 to make sure certain or safe. And the synonym is guarantee. I guarantee your safety that you are certain you are sure you are safe. I said that again. Uh, you're you're very uh, you're cuddled up. You are insured. Uh, this is from. Uh, let's see. Mm. It basically comes from the word assure. A S S U R E. Uh, insure, assure. I assure you that you are safe. So you are insured. Uh, we have some synonym information though. Lots of lots of words. A few words mean similar things. Insure, insure with an I, assure, and secure mean to make a thing or person sure. Insure, insure, so let's let's say them differently. Ensure, insure, and assure are interchangeable in many contexts where they indicate the making certain 
or inevitable of an outcome. But ensure may imply a virtual guarantee, as in the government has ensured the safety of the refugees, while insure with an I sometimes stresses the taking of necessary measures beforehand, as in careful planning should ensure the success of the party. And assure, with an A-S, distinctively implies the removal of doubt and suspense from a person's mind, as in, I assure you that no harm will be done. Secure implies action taken to guard against attack or loss, as in, sent reinforcements to secure their position. Um, I wanted to sort of read that quickly because... Uh, the 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 examples were breaking up the sentence, and I felt that if I stopped and talked about them, then the sentence structure would have gotten all screwed up, and you'd be confused. But anyway, I think you get it. Uh, if you didn't, just go back like twenty seconds and re-listen to it again. Uh, okay, that's insure. Boop beep 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 boop beep beep boop beep boop. Next is, you can say this a few ways. In swathe. In swathe, in swathe, uh, or the first syllable can be e. Uh, sorry, can be n or in. Um, I guess I'll say in swathe. E n s w a t h e. Transitive verb from 1597. To enfold or enclose with or as if with a covering, and the synonym is swathe. So you maybe swathe a baby, you put a covering around them. I would like to just lay down and take a nap on the couch and then have somebody enswathe me in the most comfy of blankets. Mm, that sounds really great. Boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. That was the last ENS word. Wow, that was a big section. And now we are starting the ENT section, which is also going to go on for a while. Uh, okay, the first one is ENT, all caps. It's an abbreviation for ear, nose, and throat. Ears, nose, and throats. Beep, boop, beep. That was my sound effect. The next word is a prefix, ENT or ENTO. Uh, it means inner or within, uh, as in entoderm, which, now we didn't talk about that because we hadn't gotten to the ENTs, but there was something, there was, was it like en endoderm, maybe it was with a D. Um, so, let's look at the etymology, I mean, we've seen the N, we talked about the EN prefix and how it's often means in, I mean, we've seen all these in a sphere, in a thing, in a swathe, in a, all this stuff. But specifically, we've got, uh, it's from the Greek entos, which means within, akin to the Latin intus, which means within. And then also from the Greek word en, en, which means in, in. And there's more at the word in. I am right now in your ears and eyes and brain. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. Next is entablature. Entablature, entablature, entablature. 
Noun from 1611, a horizontal part in classical architecture that rests on the columns and consists of architrave, frieze, and cornice. And it says to see the column illustration, which we talked about a while ago. Um, so yeah, it's a horizontal thing uh, that's just sitting sitting on the columns, just hanging out, just chilling on the columns. Uh, consists of architrave. Okay, so I think of, um, you know, you got some columns. Maybe, fuck up. Columns. You got four columns. And then... Uh, there's a horizontal piece, and then maybe it's like a triangle. Maybe there's a triangle that f- uh, sits on top of the, the horizontal piece, which I guess would be the uh, the entablature. And then inside of that triangle is a frieze. Maybe there's a sculpture of things that are like half half coming out, half coming, half 3D, partially in the frieze and partially coming out of the frieze. I think that's what a frieze is. And so they're all, and then the architrave and the cornice, and those all come together to make one one big part, one big thing. That's the entablature. Why do we call this entablature? It's uh, from, it's obsolete French, modified from the Italian, uh, intavolatura, intavolatura, which is from intavolare, which means to put on a board or table. You're putting a thing on a board or a table. That is the verb intovolare. Uh, that is from in plus tavola, tavola, which means board or table. And it is also from the Latin word tab, tabula or tabula. And uh, there's that phrase tabula rasa, uh, which is the American way to say it, which is like clean slate, your personality when you're born. It's a a clean slate, clean table, nothing on the table, it's empty, your brain is nothing there until you start to, uh, start to in, um, you're, you're incorporating your life with people. That's not how I wanted to say that. You, you live with people, you, what's the word that I can't find? Anyway, people start putting themselves on your personality and then you have a personality. That's, it all comes from tabula rasa and Entablature is related. I that was a stupid tangent. Beep boop boop beep boop. Next is entail. E N T A I L. First form, but it is our last word in this episode. Transitive verb from the 14th century. One, to restrict by limiting the inheritance to the owner's lineal descendants or to a particular class thereof. Wow, that sounded very legal. Uh, The thing that you are restricting would be property. So restricting property, uh, and the way that you're doing this is limiting the inheritance to the owners. So the owner of the property has descendants, um, and you are not letting them have the property? I think, is that what we're doing this entail hmm yeah not at all how i am familiar with this word uh okay 2a to confer assign or transmit as if by entail that would probably be the first one or possibly by the second form which we'll get to uh to confer assign or transmit as if by entail the synonym is fasten fasten your seatbelts entail your seatbelts As in the example, 
entailed on them indelible disgrace. So putting indelible disgrace on them entailed it on them. That is a quote from Robert Browning. Hmm, okay. To be, to fix permanently in some condition or status. And the example of who, who you are fixing is a person. I don't think persons need to be fixed, but you're fixing them permanently in some condition or status, as in, entail him and his heirs unto the crown. And that is a quote from Shakespeare. Two Shakespeare quotes today. Entail him and his heirs unto the crown. So is that you're you're fixing them away from the crown? You're sending them away from the crown or to the crown? I don't know. Three, to impose, involve, or imply as a necessary accompaniment or result. As in, the project will entail considerable expense. This is how I know this word. Um, impose, involve, or imply as necessary accompaniment or result. That's not probably how I would have worded it, but it's it's going to consist of. Consist, entail, it's all part of the same thing. Involve. Yeah, that's another good way to say that. It will involve this thing. Uh, this podcast will entail s- lots of words coming out of my face that don't always make sense, and also maybe some silly voices and songs and sounds. Sounds and songs, wait, sounds, sounds and songs and things. Entailer is a noun. Entailment is a noun. The etymology says this is from the Middle English entailin, which is from N plus tail, which means a limitation. And there's more at the word tail. Now, that is interesting because the number three definition, the last one, the one that I'm used to, is feels different than the other ones. The other ones are about a limitation, but that one is, it's like this is what it consists of. I guess you could sort of argue that limitation is sort of connected to that. It entails this, and that's it. That's the limitation. It just entails this and nothing else. So maybe maybe that makes sense. Um But yes, it does feel a little bit different from the other ones. But what does the second form of this word have to say to us today? Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. The second form of entail is a noun from the 14th century. 1A, an entailing especially of lands. So this is the action of uh, limiting the descendants from, I guess, owning the property of their ancestors. 1B, an entailed estate. Now that seems, oh, so I, yeah, so the entailed in that context is the adjective, but the estate is the entail, that's the noun, uh, because it has been limited uh, to the descendants. 2, something transmitted as if by entail. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Uh, Now is the time for the word of the episode. Now is the time for the word of the episode. We had in sky, in slave, in snare, in snarl, in sorcel. Now let's just confirm. Did I say that word? In sarcel? Is it in sarcel or in sorcel? I think it might be 
Insarsal. Either way, it's fine. Insole. Insphere. Insue. Ensuite. Insure. Insuave. E-N-T. Ent. Entablature. Entail. And entail. Oh, I think I just want to pick insarsal insarsal as the word of the episode because it's a a fun new word, but it's a very old word. Uh, Maybe I have to say insarsal. Insarsal, insarsal, I'm bewitching you with my sorcery. Insarsal, let's all do some insarsaling today. All right, I'm going to tell you about another movie I watched because that is what I do at this time of the show. Uh, Let's see. Should have brought my list up first. We have now Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Somehow, I don't think either Sharon or I had ever seen this movie, and uh, it's from over 30 years ago. Um, uh, it, It was the start of a cultural phenomenon, which I also have not watched. I think we watched the first one or two episodes of the TV show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And this is the movie that was made beforehand. And it's uh, very silly. And it's they really, really lean into the late 80s, early 90s uh, clothes and voices and words and phrases that people say in, I assume it's L.A., probably, and uh, it's very entertaining and silly. And uh, yeah, that's all. You know, what are you going to expect from a 30-year-old silly vampire movie? Um, I believe that there are some people involved with that movie who uh, have sort of uh, not, not the best... People don't like some people for certain reasons, and I don't know a lot about that stuff, so I can't speak to it. I just enjoyed the movie for what it is, and that's that's all I'm going to say. Okay, thank you very much for watching this episode, listening to it. Uh, please tell the people that you know about it, and uh, I will see you in the next episode, because I can see you with my sorcery. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Goodbye.